Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome once again to my show Journey into an Unknown World. I have been doing a lot of thinking about what would be most interesting for people at this time, wondering what my next show should be and uh, suddenly the answer came to me when I got a conversation going with a friend who started to talk about hauntings, ghosts in their house. So I decided this would be a good subject for the next show. I'm wondering how many of you are actually living in old buildings and have heard creaking noises at night or sometimes feel like someone is looking at you while you're in bed sleeping or even just reading. Sometimes we have a sense of noises going on like whispering like but we can't really hear what that is saying. Sometimes we have sort of little raps and knocks and uh, other times lights seem to go on and off. All this stuff is called paranormal phenomenon and a lot of people are very scared by it. So I thought I'd talk about, number one, what it's all going on in the place, and number two, how it can happen, and number three, how to get rid of it. But first of all, I want to say that not everybody lives in a really old house. I've had clients come to me who've got a brand new house, literally built the year before, but um, could not stay there because of all the phenomenon that was going on. So I'm going to, first of all, set you up in your mind to think about the energy of the land. Now, I'm sure some of you have thought about going to the countryside. For example, Sedona is known in this country for the vortices of energy where everybody feels marvelous. Well, there are also vortices of energy where the land is very negative. In fact, there are even places where energy is so different that water can flow uphill instead of downhill. So what is actually going on on the Earth? Well, we are aware of electromagnetic polarity which does affect our aura when we get into one of those vortices. Now, if you are out in the country and there's nobody there but you, it's free and clear of contamination, so you feel wonderful. But if you have one of these vortexes in the middle of a big city, then everybody's in their house worrying about all their negative problems it wouldn't be long before everyone in that area is very negative. When I was living in California, I was invited to go to Bella de Gossi's land where there was supposed to be all sorts of phenomenon going on, stuff that was very negative, and it was thought to be very evil because he had been a screen actor in the silent movies. So I went there with an open mind, not knowing what to expect. The 
camera crew were going to film everything I had to say about this area of land. People who were living in the houses there were all bothered emotionally and mentally and were in fact having lots of arguments over silly little things. Well, I went into one house and could immediately feel how negative the place was. As I attuned to what was going on there, I could feel that there were lots of earthbound spirits living in this house. Earthbound spirits are spirits who have not passed on. They've died and still remained in the area. But why were they there? So I started to look at the land itself. And I could see that this area was where two ley lines crossed. And this area had a vortex at this point where people had come, brought their negativity into that vortex, put their fear into that vortex, and left it there so that anyone coming after that would bring more negative energy and so on. So over time, this vortex had become full of negative thoughts, ideas, feelings, etc. And these poor people who were living in houses on this land were being affected by it. In fact, the equipment that we were using would not work. So I had to use my energy from the oneness, channel that through, break down the vortex, and allow the negative energy to be neutralized. My cameraman didn't believe it could be done until the camera started to work again. So you can see that we are all able to change the energy of any given place. But let's come back to the theme that I'm talking about, ghosts. What are ghosts? Are they really there? Are they spirits or are they ghosts? Well, the answer is simple. They're energy. They're memories. And to understand that, we need to look at how we generate energy every day of our life. You get up in the morning, you have a thought. You think, today's going to be hard at work. I have lots of things to do. I have the kids to take care of or the wife to worry about. So I'm going to put a lot of mental energy out there in my aura. At the same time, as you go through the day, you put lots of emotion into those thoughts. And when you do that, you create what is called the etheric body. In the etheric body are all your unlearned lessons. There's a mixture of fear, pain, anger and guilt locked into all those mental and emotional feelings and thoughts you've put out. Of course, if you're standing next to someone who's very worried and you're actually free and clear of worries, you may feel them and immediately want to move away, make a space, and of course we'll rationalize some excuse like I have to make a telephone call, excuse me. But let's take something a little worse. Let's go back in time. As I'm British, 
Let's go back in time to the Tower of London. In those days, when the tower was fully used, many people were beheaded. Some had their hands cut off for thievery. Others were imprisoned there for years, locked up and forgotten. Everything was done at the whim of a king. So, what was it like for Queen Anne, a young woman, full of vibrant energy, caught in a particular drama of the king wanting an heir, wanting love, and failing miserably? Trying to be a queen is one thing. Worrying every day about whether or not you're going to please the king and whether or not you're going to have a king's son and so on was a tremendous stress in itself. Coming under the political stress of society was an added blow. Then finding out she's been set up as an adulteress and therefore justified in being killed, having her head cut off, was even more traumatic. So just imagine how she must have felt emotionally and mentally as she crossed the walkway to where she was to be beheaded. Her mind racing with the understanding of presenting the right image to the people being cool, calm and collected, while emotionally full of trauma and fear of wondering if she would go to hell or heaven in a time where religion was very much the issue. It was small wonder that as she moved across that pathway she would generate so much energy from her aura that when she actually died and her spirit left her body, this emanation of fear, pain, anger and guilt was pushed out into the walls and into the energy of that building and remained there after her death. So over given numbers of years, every period when the moon is full and the energy hits that building in a certain way, her energy can be seen walking across towards her death again. Well, of course, as the years have gone by and more and more tourists have gone there, ooing and ahhing, not so many have seen her. Yes, over time, this kind of energy will dissipate. But it doesn't mean that it will be forgotten because much of that energy is locked into the energy of Earth and of things on the Earth. Now, I'm going to tell you another little story. I had to do a clearing of a person a long time ago. Again, in England, a man was possessed. And yes, we can be possessed by spirit. And so we went to his house to do the exorcism, which was not like in a movie, but really real and down to earth and practical. 
And while we were attuning to this spirit that was in his body, we could see that there were many other spirits around. Where had they come from? They had come from an old asylum that had long been pulled down. These were spirits who had haunted the area for a very long time and were controlled by this one spirit that was controlling this man's body. This was not a ghost haunting. This was his own spirit, the man who was being the host, sharing his spirit with the spirit of the earthbound who was in charge of all the other inmates of the asylum who were still haunting the place, who were all desperately seeking to be saved. So this man became a medium. Now, he wasn't a very happy medium because everything that happened in his house was negative. This man was ranting and raving and violent when he was normally awake and soft and gentle. The house rattled, the windows banged, doors slammed, all sorts of things happened. It was like everyone was saying, hey, we're here, we need help, we need someone to show us the light. So here are two stories I've told you. How can we know the difference between a ghost and an earthbound? Well, the answer is quite simple. A ghost appears, walks, does something in a repetitive way. There is never a mental or emotional connection with the observer. However, the individual watching may see and sense the energy that was in the person when they died. For example, fear, pain, anger and guilt. But the spirit is not there, so there is no interaction. It's only a memory. There is nothing said. This ghost seems to do the same thing over and over again. And there is nothing that you can do to stop it. A spirit haunting, on the other hand, is fully aware of their mind and their emotions and is locked into a place for a reason. Something was not completed. Maybe they're looking for a lost dog or perhaps they found something years ago that held them to that building or that place for some reason that they wanted to stay. Whatever it is, if the person seeing this spirit sees them and hears them, then they know they are capable of having a conversation and there will be a conversation. Now, whether that conversation happens through a medium who can channel them or in your dreams while you're sleeping, but somehow, in some way, you will definitely know the difference between a ghost 
and a spirit. Over the years, I have been fortunate to go to many different lands and to be able, when I'm there, to meditate as often as I can. When I first came to America, I was up in the north of Arizona trying to sleep when I was suddenly in the middle of a battle between Native Americans and the Blue Hats. I knew nothing about that place and uh, it was rather an uncomfortable night because I had tomahawks coming at me and yells and screams and so I didn't get much sleep. Well, the next day I asked my host what happened there and she told me there had been a famous battle. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name, but I do know that it has been known to be seen reoccurring on and off at certain times. And I will tell you that that was associated for me with a full moon on that night because we were outside enjoying the lovely moon and could see very clearly all over the place. So what is it about the moon? I said earlier that um, Queen Anne was seen walking across when the moon was full. Well, the moon is considered to affect us emotionally. We have sayings when the moon is out, the loonies are about. So what is it that affects us with the moon? The moon is directly related to our emotions, our sensory self, sensitive self, the part of us that taps into the water that is within our body. Yes, we're 70% water. So we have a harmony with the moon and with water. And if the moon is out and it's a drizzly night, you're more likely to tune through the water and see a vision. What you see is something that your brain can easily process because your brain has a lot of water and sugar in it. So sparks fly, your vision opens up, your intuition works, and you can see something that you don't expect to see normally. But let's go to another idea of haunting. Let's say there's been a murder. A house has been locked up. Nobody wants to buy a house that has had some violence in it. A medium can walk into that building and by sensory touch pick up the vibration of all the sounds and all the occurrences that happened in the room where the murder was done. It's very easy then to actually tune in, like tuning into a radio, and hear the conversation again. Now for many people that might seem weird. How can we possibly hear a conversation? Well, we have a lot of sayings like, what's within four walls stays within four walls. These sayings came from the old days. Because back in the times of when religion was very much controlling us, we sincerely listened to what was going on around us and tried to understand every little detail because we really believed 
that the energy that came from our mouths was going into the objects that lived or were placed rather in our homes. And it is true that we do have the ability to tap into any object, feel the vibrations that are there, transpose those vibrations into psychic impressions and from there into reprogramming whatever was said or heard or felt within our brain. Our brain can undo the past and make sense of it. So all over England and the Western world actually is a great deal of interest in the ancient places and there are many mediums who like to go to places that are considered haunted to define whether they're actually looking at history or looking at some spirit who needs to be rescued. Recently, I had a gentleman who was sick and didn't take care of his heart, so inevitably he was going to die, and he did. Well, his wife called me after a while and said, I'm really fed up with my husband. He keeps turning up and trying to fix things. Can you come and ask him to leave? So, of course, I went over and immediately felt his presence. He was sitting in a chair that looked out the window over the view. And I said to her, you know, he's sitting in the chair right now. And she said, oh, I know, that was his favorite seat. And then she showed me what he'd been up to. He had been trying to fix the air conditioner. His screwdriver was on the floor. Some of the screws were out of the grill. And of course, that was all that was done. How had he managed to do that? Well, what he'd actually done was used her energy and used it in a physical sense to manipulate things. We might call this a poltergeist. There are many spirits who have the ability to take the energy from a family member or a young child, manipulate that energy to move objects. In this particular case, his wife was still mourning the loss of him and trying to figure out what she was going to do with the rest of her life. So during her sleeping period, she was generating a lot of energy. And when she did that, he was able to take it and move objects. Well, I asked him how he enjoyed doing that because I could hear him in my head. And he said it was an awfully hard thing to do. It took a lot of concentration and a lot of focus, but he was determined to fix this for her. Apparently, after discussion, I found out that he had been trying to fix a lot of things and had become very frustrated. So he had also been generating energy from his spirit self. So the combination of his spirit energy and the combination of his wife's energy in physical form was making it possible for him to stay in the house. 
he was feeling trapped. He was feeling bored. And he was on the edge of becoming an earthbound spirit. At that point, I asked him if he knew someone in the spirit world that he really loved. And of course, he said it was his mother. And I said to him, have you really looked to see your mother yet? And he said, no, I didn't think I could. And I said, well, if you think you can't, then you won't. But if you feel her, then you'll see her. And he said, well, why would she come here? Because she didn't love me. And I said to him, that was your thought from long ago when you were a child. But now you're a spirit. And mothers always love children. He began to cry. And sure enough, there was the spirit of his mother. He sobbed in her lap. And I watched him go with her into the light. So when you watch programs like Medium, then you'll know that what they do really happens. Everything that we believe about the spirit world is there because our spirit is coded with a little anchor that recalls deeply within us that we are part of the oneness and that we are a spirit. And no matter how traumatic a death is, a spirit will always be taken into the light. But unfortunately, sometimes we have to wait until they're ready to go into the light. And when they are, there's always relatives and friends and spirit guides will help them go over. So if you think your house is haunted, stop, find out their history, find out who lived there and what happened in your house. And if your house is new, find out what was happening on that land long before the houses were built. If you can find a connection to someone spiritually through a medium, then by all means go in that way and get help. If you're more religious, then you can invite a priest or a rabbi or someone that you know to come and help you clean your house out, to ask the spirit to leave. If it is an earthbound, they will want to go. But if it is just a memory, the etheric shadows of trauma of the past, then you need to change the energy of your house. Paint, renovate, put stones around your garden, stones change energy. I like to put rose quartz around my house and I put a large piece of quartz in the center of the building so that I create a pyramid. That means that all the energy in my house is neutralized constantly. I have to do that because lots of people come for healing and for guidance. So we have to make sure that any spirits that come with them are taken into the light and that any shock, fear, pain, anger, and guilt that they're carrying in their etheric body be dispersed so that they can get on with their life. Wherever you are, you're going to come up against people who have got earthbound spirits in their aura. You could pick them up in the mall while shopping.
or you could go to visit some old building sightseeing and come home with a friend. What you need to do is be aware that you are sensitive and that you need to learn to close down. Chakras are vortices of energy and you have them in your body. There are seven of them. The crown, third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, base and spleen chakra that runs diagonally through your waistline from left rear to right front, as well as mini chakras in your hands and feet. So if you go somewhere to sightsee, mentally close down. Just say to yourself, close chakras, you'll know how to do it intuitively. Look around, feel that you're enjoying everything, and if you open up, remember, close down and say, anyone around me, go into the light. I could tell you lots of stories of lots of places in England where I've gone and cleared houses and buildings. Too many to tell now. I'm sure all of you in some time in your life will have experienced a place that feels haunted. Try and think back to what you experienced. Ask yourself, what did you learn? There's always some purpose for having such an experience. Even if it's only to remind you that you have a spirit and that you are carrying a lot of energy in your aura. Learn. Learn from everything. We have a saying in England, it's a nursery rhyme, Dr. Foster went to Gloucester in a shower of rain. He stepped into a puddle right up to his middle and never went there again. In other words, if you've gone through a negative time, don't repeat it. If you've experienced an earthbound, don't entice more by praying in negativity. Always pray in the light. If you are with someone that's negative, pray for them. Bring the light into their being. Always try and get closure when someone dies. And if you are in a historic place, be sure that wherever you go, you are in the company of other people who also know how to close down. Because if you don't, when you get away and go home, one of you may have brought something home. Now, I have talked a lot about the difference between ghosts and earthbounds, but there is one other thing that you might like to know about. Sometimes spirit guides stay around a person who's acutely depressed and miserable, especially if they're likely to try and commit suicide. So you may stay in someone's house like this and you may feel there's a lot of negativity in that house. But at the same time, you may feel as though there's a tremendous light spiritual energy there too. Be aware that spirit guides are always where it's darkest and will always help when called upon. So remember in your prayers to pull upon their energy to help you cleanse your home, help any earthbound spirits to go to heaven, and to dissipate negative energy. Now one last thing, physically. 
If you are living in a building that resonates negative energy, you cannot change the whole building. There are other people living in that building, I suppose. But what you can do is sprinkle a little bit of salt around your home to purify it. And I mean a little, just grains. Put them across your windowsill, across your door front. I do describe more about this in my book, The Way to Oneness, which will be available soon and which you can get from me if you contact me. My email address is drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. My website is www.sumariscenter.com. You can contact me through either of those. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a problem with a haunting, with seeing ghosts, or feeling relatives have not passed on, please write to me. I can help you. Most importantly, remember to trust your intuition, your psychic skills, your instincts. If there's any part of you that says leave, then leave. So until we meet again, stay happy, stay content, stay positive, and that way you won't have negativity in your life.